Welcome, everyone, to Connected by Community, a podcast brought to you to bring you community interest, business interest, and nonprofits in our community. Uh, I'm Brian Ballantyne, joined by Anthony Colincheco from Ballantyne Capital Advisors. And we are privileged today to, de- to have Autumn's messing it up. See, she's going to need to help me, and I'll explain it in a second. <laughs> Autumn Henning, uh, who is a speech pathologist, and I'm going to probably butcher this because in talking to her earlier, I did not. But it's chrysalis oral facial. Got it. Okay, you got close. it. Okay. <laughs> yep. So we're going to have a lesson for Brian because I couldn't get all that out. Um, so welcome to the program. Thank person. you guys for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. And I love being part of the community and, and just networking and reaching out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, maybe before we kind of talk about what you do and how you help the community, sure. tell us a little bit personally about you. Uh, you've been, are you from here, from yeah. elsewhere? So, um, born and raised in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Wildcat fan, University of Kentucky. And my husband and I moved here, um, let's see, it's been seven years now. Um, my sister and brother-in-law are here. And so, we got tired of the snow. Up in uh, Indiana is where we were living. And I could relate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, we were planning a family and wanted a great community to have a family. Um, so here we are here in Greenville, South Carolina. I always say going downtown, I feel like I'm on vacation. It's it's like, do I really live here? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We love to travel, um, have a daughter, McKenna. Um, she's four, and so that pretty much takes up all my time outside of business. <laughs> Can relate, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, you know, as a side note, I don't know if you know this, Kentucky Wildcats, I think it was last year, women's volleyball won national championship. Yes. So I was a volleyball player, oh, actually, really? <laughs> um, in high school. Yeah, yeah. Not, not any high-level <laughs> stuff. But, yes, I did. And they're really known for, obviously, basketball and then gym or not gymnastics, cheerleading. Uh. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, my daughter's Horses. a big volleyball player, so we were watching that. And uh, yeah, so lots of fun. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Cool. cool. So tell us a little bit more about what you do for a living and what uh, what maybe folks might want to know about how you can help help folks with various issues as it relates to speech or other, other problems you right. encounter. So I, I joke and I say I'm the weirdest speech pathologist you'll ever meet because most of what I do doesn't actually have to do with speech. Um, so I am a speech language pathologist, a certified orofacial myologist, and a board certified lactation consultant. So you got all the check marks. Yeah, <laughs> actually the first one in the world. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of that. That's my only like claim to fame. But um, so essentially, what I work on is um, from birth all the way up, um, orofacial function, so mouth and face function, and how that affects your health. Um, so it can be anything from babies that are having trouble latching and breastfeeding um, to children having trouble um, transitioning to solid foods, picky eating, those sort of things, um, speech concerns. And then my adults are, you know, teeth grinding, headaches, snoring, sleep apnea, TMJ issues. And so it's really interesting how the mouth and the face can affect so many areas of health. And so that's kind of where I live in a nutshell. 
You know, one of the reasons I love this podcast <laughs> is it's like therapy for me. So people are really going to get to know her in a second. So you're going to give me a therapy session here. Maybe that sounds maybe. good. Okay. Or else we'll have a consultation later. But so we'll talk about me in a minute. I want to talk about you. But um, so, so you said there was a story behind the company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, let's let's dive into that. Yes. So chrysalis, you know, that's part of the, the stage of the caterpillar going to the butterfly. And there is this story about a man that saw um, a butterfly trying to get out of the cocoon or the chrysalis, the hard case or shell. And he cut it open and the butterfly never flew because the butterfly really needed to use its muscles and get strength to get out of that shell and then to succeed and fly. And so all of us, whether it's my patients or, you know, friends, family, myself, we all go through struggles. And sometimes the beauty is in the struggle. And some it's so much, um, it's more amazing on the other side getting through that. And the point is no one can do it for you. And I always say that if you're working harder on your patient's health than they are, that's a problem. Um, so that's kind of where Chrysalis came from as far as, you know, um, helping someone through that struggle, but they have to kind of put in the work too. So there you go. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what serv other services that uh, the company, I know you have a pretty big team uh, over there. What other services? Yeah. So um, in general, like speech therapy, feeding therapy, lactation services, and myofunctional therapy. So those are like the names of the services. Um and like I said, we're we're birth to the elderly and everything in between. So it's really fun. I can have a four day old baby in my office and then I can have, you know, a 60 year old lady in my office, you know, in, in anything in between. So that's kind of where we are. So what make what when you usually since it's at such wide range? What are some of the common things you hear people when they first make a, a call to you, I guess? Yeah, I would say common things. Um TMJ, so the jaw joints and pain there, headaches, um, teeth grinding, um, those that have had braces, um, their teeth shift afterward. So orthodontic relapse is what we call it. Um, that's what we get a lot of. We get a lot of um, kids with speech errors, like a lisp or something of that sort, and then um, feeding. So gagging, choking, difficulty eating um, certain foods, age-appropriate diet. So those are probably the main ones. Yeah. So I'm curious on, a, well, a family issue. So we got, I got a family member, that young child, and he struggled uh, in school and various things and uh, really, you know, trying to identify. But part of it, I think, it not think, I know has been speech. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious the impact you see being able to speak hear and articulate the impact that has on a child as they're growing up, right. you know, two, three, four, I'm sure it's fundamentally important to get from that to, to, to the 10 year old, if you will. Right. Exactly. Catching it early, maybe. You know, socially, that's a big, a big thing, um, how you speak and how you present yourself. And, you know, even in future, as far as, you know, interviewing and getting a job and, and, you know, meeting a spouse and all of those things. So that's really important. Um, a lot of, you know, what we do is figure out the why. So, you know, many traditional speech therapy approaches are say this, say that, do this, do that. Whereas we're looking at the reason 
that they're having these speech issues. And so it can be a hearing issue. It can be a language issue or cognition issue. Um, that's not really our specialty. We really believe in specialization. You can't be good at everything. So we want to be really amazing at one thing. And so that's our, where we're in this world. Yes, yes. Um, we really focus on the mechanics. So reasons why the mouth is not able to form the words correctly. And so that's where that's where we kind of specialize. So what about this? Um, I'm going to ask the obvious question everybody asked for the last two years on everything. What about the C word? Maybe it's the M word, the COVID with the mask. So I don't I'm certainly no expert at what you do, but I would imagine, especially if you're hard of hearing, watching people verbally talk. And especially if I'm a young child right. and I'm trying to learn the English language, we'll keep it simple, one language. Very, very difficult, I would suspect, for a child when they can't see and have that total aspect. Correct. So I'm curious if you've seen that and what you've had to do to to help with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and research is just emerging on this. You know, we've only been in this pandemic, feels like forever, but two years. And it takes a while for research to emerge on that. But we are seeing a lot more uptick in um speech referrals because people can't understand them. Like the mask make it even even more difficult to enunciate and be able to um, be understood. And then um, just socially, kids develop um, their language and speech skills by watching faces, taking those cues, um, learning those nonverbal type, type cues and social skills. And so, yeah, I think the impact is going to be far reaching for that. Um, and I don't know that we're going to know the magnitude of it for a little bit. Yeah, I think that's probably true with a lot of things. There's maybe this generation that may have some delays, maybe missing school, maybe not being able to speak. Yeah, right. so it's kind of alarming and probably important for parents to be more involved than ever yes. and be their advocate for their children. Yes, yes, I, I absolutely agree. That is very important. That was going to be my next uh, parents, two girls. Yeah. What are some things parents should keep their eye out on when they're raising their kids and yeah, when it comes to speech. That's great. So like um, in our realm, red flags. Um, so obviously difficulty being underheard or being understood, um, frustration with communication. Um, lots of times it's, you know, when they're tired towards the end of the day that you get a lot more mumbling and, and words kind of compressed together. And so, you know, thinking about how they compare as far as like the peers their age. And my thing would be to say, you know, if, if you're concerned, I'm concerned. And so listening to a parent's gut and intuition, 99% of the time, they're right that something's going on. And we're kind of, we're, we're interesting because many times folks come to us after they've been to hear there and other different providers. And so, um, you know, looking at the reason why is, is the key. So absolutely getting to that root cause is key. You see a lot of parents that might be hesitant and, oh, they're just four years they'll old. Roll, they'll grow out of it. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, with, with that wait and see approach and grow out of it sort of thing, um, it's much easier 
to, to teach it early on than later. Because later on, you have a lot of old habits, old patterns to undo. And so it takes that much longer to get to those goals. So, you know, I would... I, I tend to not take that for an answer. And when someone can't tell me a reason why there's a symptom or something happening or it just is or we'll just wait and see, I say keep knocking, hmm. keep researching, um, be your child's advocate. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm sure you have some really cool success stories and certainly yeah. keeping the names innocent or – yeah to protect us in a way. But I'm, I'm curious if, if there's a story or two you might be willing to share of something that you sure. saw amazing results that had an impact on someone. You know, it's cool because I get to be part of that every day. Um, so tons. Let's see. Um, I can think of one recently um, that the orthodontist referred this. Um, she was nine or 10, 10-year-old 10 girl to us. And the orthodontist thought that she was going to need um, a jaw surgery to help her, um, you know, aesthetically, dentition, facial, you know, all of the things. She came to us with symptoms of um, she had some speech errors and was kind of being bullied and made fun of at school. Um, so very low on her confidence. Um, and then... Also, some symptoms of sleep disordered breathing. So what that is is obstruction when you're sleeping and not breathing well. When you don't get good rest, that changes the wiring in your brain. And so she had actually been diagnosed with ADHD and was having some learning issues at school as well. So anyway, we we saw her, we worked with her, um, and really working on the tongue mainly for her. Getting the tongue resting in the roof of your mouth opens up your airway at night um, and also changes the way your face and jaws grow. And so she was a fabulous patient. Her mom was super supportive. Um, and I remember it was a Friday night and this orthodontist called my personal cell phone. You know, when you get a doctor to call your cell phone, that's like a big deal. And she said, Autumn, I just can't believe it. I I saw her, you know, it's been six months since I last saw her. I thought we were headed to jaw surgery. And she said, I don't think we are anymore looking at her scans. What you do is amazing and it works. And so that was a huge win. Um, you know, we never promised that we can like prevent a surgery or fix everything. But that was huge um, to hear that. But also just her confidence in making friends, um, her attention and focus. She actually was able to come off of her ADHD medication um, because she was getting better sleep. And um, yeah, so the the benefits are kind of endless. And um, yeah, that was one that really sets with me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, so I want to piggyback on that because I, I kind of joked about it in the beginning. Um so for those folks, because there's a lot of us, I'm one of them, struggle with some sleep issues. Snoring. Yeah, yeah snoring. And and for me, it's I never have a problem going to sleep because I'm so tired. You crash. Yes, right, I crash. Yeah. But for me, it's the staying uh, asleep thing. So after mm -hmm. I've, I, I've never been a person that requires a lot of sleep. Yeah. I just, but, you know, trying to get six hours is a struggle for me. Yeah. And so if I wake up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, um, 
presumably because my mask is blowing my face, by the way. Ah, yes. Right? Um, th- then it's hard for me to go back to sleep. So I'm mm-hmm. just curious because I know there are certainly listeners in my clientele group, a lot of us men at least, uh, That's right. are, are on these unfortunate things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's lots of reasons for that. But I'm from what you do, I'm curious uh, some of the things you might do to help people with that. Yes, yeah, super cool. And I mean, just sleep apnea or sleep disorder breathing affects so much um, as far as health, metabolism, hormones, all those things. Um, and not to mention your your bed partner, right? So we have a lot of, I call it reluctant husband syndrome. <laughs> the wife is like, you're going to see Autumn. And they're there and they're or the like, couch, right? <laughs> yes, it pretty much. They're sleeping in separate rooms. Um, but essentially, you have to look at the airway. And part of your airway is your tongue. We store a lot of fat in our tongue also, so that can block things. When we're laying on our back, usually the snoring is worse, and that's because of loss of tone and gravity. And if your tongue is sitting low in your mouth instead of up on the roof of your mouth, then it's blocking your airway and creating the frequent wake-ups and things like that. Um, So myofunctional therapy, super cool. In adults, our best research says it can reduce sleep apnea by 50%. So. You available this afternoon? For- <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing a live demo. I'm, our first live demo. I, know, but, <laughs> oh, I don't know how much time we got left on this podcast. But, uh, my wife, Kathy, you hear this. Okay, <laughs> so think of it. I mean, you have to breathe in the same amount of oxygen and air into a smaller tube. And with CPAP, a lot of people struggle with CPAP and it's really hard to tolerate. Yes. And it's blowing air oftentimes at your tongue. Well, what happens at three o'clock in the morning, I feel like somebody's got an air hose and they're Mm -hmm. blowing it. And I've tried every stinking mask in the world. They all leak. Every single one of them. By the way, I'm never going to have one of those manufacturers on this podcast because they suck. (laughs) So I'm caught. (laughs) So, yes. Yeah. So, you know, again, CPAP is the Band-Aid. Yep. CPAP is, hey, I'm glad it's keeping you alive, keeping you oxygenated so you, you know, don't have any major events at night. But why do you have sleep apnea? Why do you need that CPAP? And so that's part of what we do. Gotcha. Yep. And it's not just us. We have a whole network. We work with ENTs. We work with sleep doctors. We work with... um oral maxillofacial surgeons, dentists, orthodontists. So we do a whole lot of um, collaboration because a lot of times it's not just one issue. It's kind of a snowball effect and a compounding effect. Well, it is. And I think, you know, certainly there are other things and and uh, I'll pick it myself. I think getting back in shape, losing a few pounds certainly would help as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a compounding effect when you're tired. It's, you know, like I'm doing yes. better this year. Last night I was on my rower uh, and and then I got on the Peloton. So I'm doing better. <laughs> oh, I'm on but, there too. Peloton. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but there's not, you know, even if I do all that, right, there's structural things. Yes. And um, I find it, and I'm just sitting here, I'm kind of, because I had no clue when we came into this podcast did, <laughs> right. that that was part of what you did. That's it. And, weirdest speech pathologist, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, you have clientele forever because I can't tell you how many of my 
male friends. I don't know how many yeah. females. I'm sure there's some, but yep. men tend to probably, I'm guessing. Yep. Typically it, it is more often. Yep. Yeah. And uh, a high percentage of people either have it or won't admit they have it. Correct. So if we knew there, I hear it's one of the most underdiagnosed problems in America. Because think about it. We ignore the snore, right? right? Like anytime you ask a little kid, oh, pretend you're asleep. What do they do? <laughs> right. Um, so I, I, my wheels were turning when you were talking about getting back in shape. It is hard. So when you're in, um, when you're not getting deep sleep, the N3 stage of sleep, we have two hormones, ghrelin and leptin that are released. When those are not balanced, that creates an issue with being hungry. So you're tired because you didn't sleep well. Those hormones are off. You gravitate to sugary, crunchy, carby foods, Right. And then you crash from that sugar crash. And then, you know, you're exhausted. Like you said, at night, you're you're down. You don't have trouble going to sleep. And the next day you get up and do it all over again. And no one feels like exercising when you feel like that. So I do think, yes, definitely having extra weight contributes. But part of me thinks that the reason people get that extra weight is related to sleep breathing issues. And it's a spectrum. It starts off with just audible breathing and mouth breathing and then moves into snoring and then moves into apnea. And so we usually don't even know it's an issue until there's a major issue, right? That's awesome. So I got to tell you real quick, funny. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this was going to be such a personal podcast. So <laughs> the honest is really kind of getting all my problems, but that's okay. A little therapy for me. So <laughs> talking to a sleep doctor. Yeah. And uh, he gives me this whole list of things you can do. And 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 I'd love to have a sleep doctor on here. They're wonderful people. Yeah. In fact, I've often found it very interesting if I was going to be a doctor, uh-huh. maybe because it's affected me, I might would be that. But so give my, he gives me this list of all these wonderful things you could do. And on that was you could have a snack before you went to bed. And so my wife has told me that's the one thing I'm best at. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting. But it's probably not the snack. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah. we joke about that. That is funny. Um, <laughs> So, you checked that one off, right? I need to be on the Peloton and the rower more unless anyway. So I just was, thought you'd find that interesting. That exercise is was number one. He didn't tell you that, but the snack was down below. Oh, right. I think gotcha. you're actually supposed to exercise in the morning because if you exercise at night, it gets your heart. You right. You're supposed to take a warm bath an hour or two before you go to bed. So then your body temperature, I mean, you probably know yep. all this stuff. Body temperature drops and you do your exercise in the morning. That's ideal. Yeah. Um, Am I right on that? You are right. You are absolutely right. Lots of cool stuff happens to our body when we're getting ready to go to sleep. Yeah. 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 Cool. Very cool. Is there any misconceptions? Um, Yeah. You know, I think myofunctional therapy is just such a specialization. There's only about 400 of us in the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really a newer science. And, you know, it's been existence for, you know, almost a century or so. But, um. I think folks just think the body is isolated. Like, okay, um, you know, that's to do with my mouth. That has nothing to do with anything else that's going on. And so really what we find are these links and connections. And so, you know, we've we've seen improvement with addressing the mouth issues in posture, in headaches, in um, sleep in, you know, things like the ADHD. I had no clue going to a, a speech therapist would help my daughter's ADHD or 
help her teeth, right? And so that's that's one misconception. The other misconception that I think people have is orthodontics, they are pressures and forces on the jaws and the teeth. We have natural pressures and forces. Our lips, our tongue, our cheeks, those are all forces that carry a higher um, force and they're constant, right? And so where our lips are at rest, where our tongue is at rest, how we swallow pushes teeth and jaws in those directions. So it's really key to talk to an orthodontist. You don't just have crooked teeth or overbite or whatever just by happenstance. There is genetics, but there's also epigenetics. And so those other factors that influence it. So, um, yeah. Those are, I think, the big ones. I'm getting really self-conscious of what I'm doing with my tongue right now. Like, I don't know. I'm practicing that's like, pu pushing it up. Maybe that's, that's therapy session one. Yeah. But I'm sitting there thinking, am I supposed to be up, down, sideways? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's part of it is teaching people where, where you know, what is your rest posture with your mouth? Um, well, where and should so, it be? It, okay. So it should be up the tip of your tongue behind the, your top teeth. Okay, but the rest of your tongue up. So it should be kind of like this. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the back of your tongue is really what plays the role in the sleep stuff. And so we do a lot of exercises and strengthening and all of that to help that throat wall not collapse and get your tongue out of the way so you can breathe. So that's what a lot of our therapy involves. You know, we do exercises um, to get to that functional goal. You know, this is a total side note. One thing, all seriousness, I did have, I had tonsil surgery and sinus surgery, and that did help me. Yes. Because my tonsils were blocking part of the way. And uh -huh. I think a lot of people, I should have had them taken out as a child. And I yeah, didn't. it's so hard as an adult. Five it? or six years ago, yeah, my doctor is... He, he warned me about three times. You know, you know, a scale of one to 10, I think before I went in, he said, this is a 15 on a, mm -hmm. a scale of one to 10. And I finally mm -hmm. was like, because he went from like 10 to 12 to 15. But it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it did help a lot. Absolutely. Because um, those things are just back there causing all kinds of problems. Right. And then you have to look at like, okay, so we had sinus surgery. We made more space. We had tonsils out. We made more space. But still, there's an other factors Clearly, right. still going on. So, why why were your sinuses so small and needed more room? Why why were your tonsils inflamed? I know, I know. More to come, so. That's right. I'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm sitting here practicing. So. <laughs> How do we do this? Yeah, so I guess we're gonna have homework. That's right. So we have a signature question, and uh, it's what makes you tick. Yeah, um, I think. I'm like a three-year-old, um, and I ask the why. And I don't believe anything is idiopathic and just is. We may not know the reason, but the why is my reason. And if if you're just treating surface level and treating symptoms, there's going to be consequences to that later. Things are not going to stick. It's going to come back, um, those symptoms. So I, I'm always asking why. That's really what makes me tick. And... I really like dissecting the mechanics of the swallow and um, the, the mouth and face movements. So cool fact, 26 muscles, six cranial nerves for one swallow. We swallow like thousands of times a day. So it's pretty complex, more complex than walking or talking. And um, that's really what kind of fascinates me about this field, I guess. 
Well, so many activities. I'm going to have a lot of exercises today. Maybe I can do it on the Peloton and the rower. That's time. right. I, and that's the cool thing with adults. Like, we're like, hey, you can do these at a stoplight. Right. Like every stoplight, you know, check in. Where's your tongue? Um, have your wife send you annoying text messages. Where's your tongue? I have a funny story that reminds me of that. We had these two blue collar guys. They were both reluctant um, husbands. And they came reluctantly and signed on to therapy. And then they like, it helped them and helped their relationship and and sleep and whatever. But they were actually cousins and they were like big burly like contractor type guys. They were so funny. They would text each other the tongue, like the tongue emoji and be like, where's your tongue, man? They were so, it was hilarious. But I mean, hey, it, it, it helped them and it worked. So That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming today. This has been awesome for me and hopefully for our community. And sounds like everything from infant to much older right. or middle-aged dudes like myself that are having uh, challenges. <laughs> of course, that affects a lot of people. So I've, I've learned a lot as well. So thank you well, so much good. for Well, good. Thank you guys for doing this yes. and, and having me. And um, yeah, that's fabulous. I appreciate it. And if you don't mind, maybe tell, tell everyone out there where they could contact you if they wanted to find more about what you do. Sure. So Autumn Henning at Chrysalis Orofacial. You can check out our website, chrysalisorofacial.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, that's C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S-O-R-O-F-A-C-I-A-L. <laughs> awesome. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, you can certainly find us on all the various social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, your podcast. Until we see you next time, go out and make our community great. Bye-bye. All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Tried Advisors, LLC, member FINRA. Advisor services through Ballantyne Capital Advisors, Inc., Tried Advisors, and Ballantyne Capital Advisors are not affiliated.